Hey everyone, welcome to episode 49 of the Inside Out podcast. I am here as always, but I'm joined today not by Brent, but Jordan is going to be my wingman today. Jordan, how are you doing? I'm doing absolutely great. All right, I have a big question to start off the show. Are you ready? Surprise questions. I know they're your favorite. Mm -hmm. Okay. I need to ask you about this. Why have you ruined my life? No, that's an intense way to say that. Let me rewind this, okay? Please, Um, please. When my wife and I were celebrating our 10-year anniversary, we were in Las Vegas, and we were going around these different stores, and my wife sees a store with fancy rocks, and she goes, we have to go in here. And I said, why? I don't want to go into a store with fancy rocks. And she said, because Jordan Mm. loves geodes. We went into three geode stores just because... (laughs) They don't only sell geodes. Every single time it was because Jordan likes rocks. Yeah. So I'm just saying your hobby and fascination with geodes has affected my personal life. And I don't know if if I really care for it that much. Hmm. Uh, but that's beside the point, okay? You don't have to feel bad for me. The listeners can feel bad for Did me. Did you buy me anything? You know, I would have loved to, but it, um, and I was going to get you this $1,500 geode, but it wouldn't fit in my suitcase. <laughs> they're not all geodes, though. So, they're rock stores. So, no, there are some pretty cool formations, and they do some cool things with these. So, I, But my question for you is this. How in the world did you get into collecting geodes? Tell us what is a geode, and then... Like, we want to learn about geodes. Okay. okay. First off, I don't just like geodes. It's a type of rock that I like. I also collect amethysts and agates and other things. But when we were in Canada on a vacation three years ago, we went into, I think it was like a Marshalls, and we saw this really cool rock in the back, and it was 20 bucks, and I bought it, and I just fell in love with it. I didn't fall in love with that, but I really did like it. And then from then on, I just really like rocks. Your and obsession with rocks started at a Marshalls? Yeah, in Canada. That's the weirdest uh, story. A geode is defined as a small cavity in rock lined with crystals or other mineral matter. I just got a black amethyst uh, this last week in downtown Mount Vernon, so it's pretty cool. It's my new favorite rock. Okay, so if you're listening, a geode is just sparkly rocks. So well, It's a little more than that, but you get the point. It's kind of, yeah. Okay. They're pretty sweet. Okay, how many do you have at this point? Uh, like rocks or just geodes? I still don't know the difference. I don't so either. So just tell me how many rocks you have. Um, I probably have like 15, 15 or 20. Okay. But only like seven of them are like nice. The other ones are just, they're like my starter rocks. Okay. Yeah. You got to have starter rocks. You got to have starter collection. rocks. It's not just limited to my wife too. My kids will be going on a hike or like biking along a trail and they'll see a sparkly rock and they'll say, dad, <laughs> we have to save this for Pastor Jordan. And I'm going, I'm not carrying this rock for miles. And they're, they're not geodes or nice rocks, regardless. You know, so. there was a Sunday where your son Judah found a giant rock at the outside of our church facility and was certain that there were crystals in it I'm and sure. refused to let it down because he wanted to crack it open. I'm sure. <laughs> and whose fault do you think that is? That's his dad's I'm fault. I'm blaming it on you. Blaming it on you. Uh, but it's, it's okay. You know what? I, I, it was, I know I've toured some geode stores with you. I know mm-hmm. when we went to Idaho together... We stopped at every geode store between here and there. Which was one, I'm, I'm one store. It, it was two. 
but it is a fascinating and interesting hobby. Do you remember the purple cactus amethyst that I got from Uruguay? Sure. <laughs> it sure. was beautiful. Anyway, I'll yeah. send you a picture. Yeah, so, um, uh, but I didn't have you on to talk about your, your interesting hobbies that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about CSM Summer Camp that's coming up. Now, I know that last year you guys had a version of a summer camp. We're certainly not trying to disparage what happened last year, the work that was put in. I know it was a wonderful time that you guys had at uh, Lewis and Amanda Pound's house, mm-hmm. it was a local yep. family, kind of a day camp. But but this year, I know you're kind of returning back to more of a traditional summer camp where you get to travel away from from home and mm-hmm. you know stay at a location. So, so with that being said, um, what are you looking forward to most about summer camp this year? Okay, that's such a <laughs> that's that's a that's a big question. Um, I would say broadly the connections with everyone, just building relationship. Activity-wise, blacklight dodgeball. There's a lot more I could say about all of those things, but... Okay. Yeah. Okay, so there's two very specific things. Um, setting blacklight dodgeball aside for, for a second, uh, you mentioned the connections. Yep. Why is that important? Why is it a big deal at summer camp? Um... You're saying like at summer camp, why do we value that? Or how does summer camp contribute to that? Both. Both? Uh, Well, I think contributing wise, um, the nice thing is you're away from everything. We don't allow phones, so people are disconnected um, from their phones and more connected with one another. We also do team games the entire time. Uh, Not the entire time, but a lot of it. And that just builds a lot of relationship. Uh, It's overnight, so you're hanging out with each other at night. You're uh, waking up in the morning together, going out to meals. And so you're just hanging out a lot of the time and you just build really cool relationships. And I know for me, when I play games with someone, like last night we had a connection dinner, or I guess this is coming out a couple weeks after our connection <laughs> dinner. So a couple weeks ago we had a connection dinner and we were just playing um, some bocce ball and it was just fun hanging out with some of the adults playing games and you just build a good relationship. So that's how it contributes. And I think the importance of that is kind of, as we say at City Point, God is going to grow his family by living the gospel together and bringing it to others. So this is a big aspect of the living living together inside the family. Right. Uh, now, I know that you, you're very intentional about what um, you choose to do. So you're not just doing a summer camp just because that's what you do during the summer. And so clearly those connections being made are very intentional on your part and the part of kind of your leadership team. Um, but when, it, when a kid is in a summer camp you, and you've kind of stripped away some of the distractions as far as normal stuff of life, the cell phone that's the extension of their arm, um, how does that affect them as they kind of sit under the, the preaching and they engage with one another? Is there a, is there a greater engagement there or yes. what does that look like? Much greater. Um, I don't know if I'd say much greater, but definitely greater. I feel like... At camps, there's just a different atmosphere there. Um, I feel like I'm able to preach longer, uh, (laughs) but I don't. Um, But, yeah, for some reason, I don't know what it is. I think it's just that they're with people. They're hungry. I think they realize, like, the excitement of encountering God through his word, even more so at camps, just because there's so many noises in life and distractions that those are taken away at camp, and they're solely focused on that. And so that just really helps. But 
even we do small groups after the sermons and, and just it's just people open up differently there. And I think I always want to be careful not to make camp sound like this anomaly of following like of life and that it's just some unique thing that doesn't happen here. It, I think it, it really gives them a glimpse of what life could look like here when we're truly committed and just excited about things. And so, I, yeah, I, I do think they receive it a lot differently, a little more effectively there at camp. Yeah, and it's a big deal, and it's certainly a part of the reason why uh, when we when we talk about you know us as adults sitting under the teaching of God's word, and I don't want to belabor this because we've certainly brought this up in previous episodes, but. But our online gathering is a wonderful ancillary resource. Um, it, it's it's great for those those times when you're out of town, you're you're traveling, maybe you're homesick. Um, but it's not designed to take the place of regular fellowship with the family of God. And then the truth is, is when we're gathered together uh, in the building, we are in an environment where we are able to receive and and focus to a greater level than we are when we are at home. And so the same rules kind of apply to a student going to summer camp and and getting away from their regular rhythm and and, and their regular distractions and um, being a part of something different in an environment that's a little different. And that's kind of one of the things that we don't always recognize about Sundays is Sunday mornings as we gather as the church is a wonderful way to interrupt our regular rhythms, quote unquote, and uh, to help us focus on things that actually matter. So Jordan, what what is summer camp about this year? We're talking about the pursuit of happiness. Um, this pursuit that I feel like is a universal pursuit, uh, timeless, that it transcends culture and all these different things. Uh, but we're just going to talk about, does God want me to be happy? Which the answer is yes, but a lot of people don't think that. Um, and then we're going to talk about how not to be happy, and then we're going to talk about how can we actually be happy. And so just, I feel like in culture, there's a lot of people pursuing happiness right now. Uh, You can see that clearly, and we're going to talk how can you truly and successfully pursue and capture this elusive thing called happiness. And so to do that, we're going to go to some Old Testament books, uh, Ecclesiastes, Proverbs, and then the book of Psalms. So um, I'm really excited for the theme, and I, I really want students to understand that when it comes to life and loving God, you don't have to choose between holiness or happiness. It's not like this crossroad of decision, but you can actually choose both and have both, and God wants you to have both. And so that's kind of our overall theme. Cool. And you're going back to the book of Ecclesiastes. Yes. One of our favorite books. It's a good one. Church. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. Looking forward to it. Um, you also mentioned... Your favorite thing is blacklight dodgeball? Mm, yeah, camp favorite. What is blacklight dodgeball? Um, so at 9 o'clock at night, we go into this small little building. It's probably, I don't know, 15 feet by 30 feet. And it's just all neon, and you have all these dodgeballs. And you basically just play dodgeball in a tiny room with neon and glow-in-the-dark things. And it's just crazy. They're... But it's a necessary thing. Yeah. When I hear things like that, it makes me really miss being a youth pastor. I actually got to experience blacklight dodgeball when I was at camp with you guys two years ago. It feels pretty dangerous um, hmm. for me as a person in my 30s. The older I get, the more things I think are dangerous, though. So that's kind of kind of hmm. comes with the territory of being in your 30s. So uh, that's going to be amazing. When are the dates of camp again? July 30th to August 2nd. 
It's a Friday to a Monday. We okay. leave Friday morning, stay all Saturday, all Sunday, come back Monday morning. So if you are listening to this podcast, you still have a chance to register either your teenagers or to grab somebody else whose teenagers attend uh, and are part of City Point Church and say, listen, uh, you need to get these kids to camp, all right? You still have time as of the release date of this podcast. It is an incredible experience. Any camp uh, that is put on uh, by Jordan and his team for these kids, I, I've, I've been a part of uh, both summer and winter camps. I've seen the impact that it has on these lives and the relationships that are forged. It's a big deal. It, it's a big deal for these students to be a part of this. And so uh, just as a reminder, if, if you are maybe in a position where the funds just aren't there to, to be able to send your student uh, or multiples to camp, you need to reach out uh, to Jordan immediately because we do have some some scholarship forms available and and we want to do anything we can to make sure we can send as many students as we can uh, to camp. So Jordan, if somebody needs a scholarship, what what are their next steps for that? Uh, just reach out to me at jordan at citypointchurch.com and I can send you a form um, and we can just go through the next steps. But it's pretty simple. You fill it out and then uh, we'll talk details. And I will say, We've never had to send someone away because of finances. Uh, this will be my seventh camp, and so God provides, and there, there are scholarships available. So just reach out via email. You heard it there. Uh, I'm looking forward to being a part of camp this year. I'm going to register myself, even though I'm mm. not a 6th or 12th grader. Okay. So I hope you're ready for me to dominate at Blacklight Dodgeball. I was going to throw underhand, but if you're coming, it's going to be overhand. Whoa.